Yo, what's up? I'm Sammy Andio, CPA, creator, producer, and your host of the Dominate Your Dollar podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge of money and how you can make it work for you. It is my belief that the only way we can put a stranglehold on our finances is to educate ourselves and take action. Gone are the days where you get your tax return and you wonder where all your money went. Gone are the days where you try to get into investing and give up because the jargon was way too complicated. Gone are the days where the conversation that surrounds money gives us anxiety. And gone are the days where we look at those with financial freedom and think that it will never be us. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to take control. It's time to start dictating what our financial future looks like. You are now a dollar dominator. Let's go. Yo, 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 what is going on? This is your host, Sammy and DOCPA. Welcome to another episode of Dominate Yo Dollar. This is episode number 16. Now, before we get too deep into the episode, I want to let you guys know you can find us on Twitter at DYD Podcast, Instagram at Dominate Your Dollar, and you can also search on Facebook for Dominate Your Dollar and you will find us. All past episodes plus more will be on the website at DominateYourDollarPodcast.com. If you have any money questions that you want to answer on the show, you can email me at Sammy at DominateYourDollarPodcast.com. If you like what you hear on this episode, please share with a friend and give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, all right? So chances are, if you are if you are really feeling these messages that I'm giving to you guys, these these uh these words of wisdom of dominating your dollar, if you're feeling it, someone else will feel it too. Don't be stingy. Share the wealth. Let's let everybody here prosper so we can all dominate our dollar together. So let's get into the episode. All right, so. Sorry about uh last week. Last week was very, very busy for me. I had just proposed to my fiance. So it was very busy planning that uh process out. If you want to see the proposal, you can check me out on um at, at GQ status on Instagram. All the stuff is on there. You can check it out. Check out the ring. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of that ring. Shout out to my boy Shy. And um, you know, you know that, that that's pretty much what kind of took my time last week. But I am back here to give you some more, uh, some more knowledge and, and and some more ways that you can get get to this money. All right. So today I want to talk about some some money misconceptions, right? That are leading you to the path of brokenness. Yep, I said it. These are things that you have kind of been, you know, told. Uh, things that you maybe think. You know, you know, things that you've, you know, something you you might have heard some other financial financial gurus say these some some of these things before, but ultimately they are leading you down the path of brokenness. All right, so let's go with number one. Number one, if my credit score is good, then my finances are popping. Meaning, my I am out here dominating my dollar. I'm out here doing my thing. I got a seven hundred, eight hundred dollar, eight hundred uh credit score. 
I'm good out here. I'm Gucci. I'm, you know, what I'm saying, my, I, I'm just, I'm just really doing my thing, right? Let me tell you something. You can have a 800 a credit score and still be dead broke. All a good credit score is telling you is that you are a very good borrower, right? That when you borrow money, you pay back on time. That's all really what it what is a credit score is telling is saying is that you're 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 worthy of um, other people lending you money because they are sure that you were gonna pay them back. That's really all a good credit score is saying. So when you want to go buy your car, they run your credit. It is looking at your history and seeing how you've done with other things that you've owed other people, right? So that's really all it means. It doesn't mean that your finances are great. It doesn't mean that you are out here balling. It doesn't mean that your your income is, is out of this world. No, all it means is that you are a good borrower, Okay, so there's it, so it, 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 there are so many other things that you need to look at when you when you're when you're uh, determining your financial health. Right now, a good credit score is a part of it. So when I say these things, I want you to understand that, you know, yes, I'm not saying that you don't forget a credit score. Credit scores are still very important. Right. But this is not the full story. Right. Like, what is your debt to income ratio? What is your net worth? How much do you have saved in your retirement? Right? Just looking at your credit score doesn't tell you the whole story. Your credit score is not a barometer to tell you how you are dominating your dollar. And if you do that, you are making a mistake. So you need to really, you know, assess that. Now, how can you have a high credit score but still be broke? Okay, here's one way. Um, I mentioned debt-to-income ratio before. What if your debt-to-income ratio is, which meaning that you have more debt than you have income coming in? Or you have uh, a lot of debt relative to the income coming in. So you can have, um, you can have a, you know, excess income, but then you have a lot of debt that you're paying out, right? So if you're doing, if you're making your payments on time, you know what I mean? You're you're paying more than a minimum balance, right? You're doing you're being really diligent with with your, with, with your credit. That's great, but if you're if you're spending too much of your income that you bring in out to 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 take care of your credit, take care of your debt, then you're not living. You're not dominating your dollar. That's too much money going into taking care of your credit, taking care of your your debt, right? So you want to make sure that you're that you look at the whole picture, that you look at your network, that you look at your debt to income ratio, that you look at some of the things that you have saved, that you look at your liquidity, right? How much cash do you have ready to spend on things? How much cash do you have ready to spend on emergencies, right? You got to look at the whole picture. So just because you have a super high credit score does not mean that you are popping out here in the financial game. Please understand that. All right. Number two. Number two is a house is an investment. This is the number two misconception that is that might (laughs) be leading you down the path of brokenness. Okay. now. A house 
this is this is really a big one, right? In personal finance, we've all been told that buying a house is one of the best decisions that you can make, right? If you own a home, you are either dominating your dollar or on the road to domination, right? Now, that could be true for some people. But if you have this mindset that, okay, I need to own a home, I need to own a home, this is, this, this is an investment, right? You could be making a bad choice, right? Do not make a decision based on, you know, what uh, uh, the, 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 the normalcy, right? Everybody's just saying that buying a home is an investment, right? And if the people that have this mindset tend to rush into the home buying process thinking that, okay, well, this, why am I going to rent? Because, you know, uh, everyone has told me in the financial industry that I need, to, I need to own a home. Owning a home is an investment. No, owning a home is a purchase, right? Because even if that, even if, let's say the property that you buy, the house that you buy, right? Even if it does appreciate in value, meaning that it goes up in value, right? Which is what we're all hoping, right? This is what uh, investment is. You buy something and you're hoping that it goes up in value, right? You, you're, you're, uh, you are paying a mortgage on that house, right? And you're also paying taxes on that house. And you're also paying for insurance, your homeowner's insurance on that house. Now, when that home appreciates, you might be saying, when you first bought it, you might have been paying insurance, insurance policy for a $150,000 home, right? Now, let's say your your home appreciates to $170,000. Now, you're gonna, now, they want you to raise your insurance because your home is not worth what it was worth before your, your your insurance policy doesn't cover that whole house now you have to pay more in ins- your insurance because the uh, your house appreciated right what about the taxes right you got to pay more in taxes the greater the value of your home so you know we we we, we talk about you know this this home is is is, is uh, an investment, but it's really a purchase. It's it's an it's an expense. These are you know not only when you buy a home, you have to furnish the home, right? You got to pay for um, uh, again homeowners insurance. You got to pay taxes. You have to you know what if what if one of your appliances breaks, right? And, and, and opposed to renting, when you rent, if one of your if one if something breaks or something leaks, you have to call your landlord and they and they're responsible for fixing it, right? When you own a home, you're responsible for it, right? And that's more money out of your pocket. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this to discourage anybody from buying a home, right? There are so many benefits to buying a home, right? You got the freedom of to do what you want with the home, the freedom of of you know the the, the sense of ownership that this is yours. Um, and in some cases, there are there, there are a lot of there are, there are some cases that. Owning is better than renting, right? But we need to be careful when we, when we, you know, when we're, you know, we're doing our research on on, so on these things to just take the financial advice at face face value, right? You need to assess your own situation and real and really, um, you know, know what your financial status is and really determine whether whether owning is better than renting. Right. When you rent, you don't have to worry about things breaking. Right. Well, I mean, you do have to worry about things breaking, but it's not financially your responsibility. Right. When you're renting, you don't you know, a lot of people say, oh, um, 
you know, when you're renting, your your rent could go up. They could they could put your rent up and, stuff and things of that nature. That nature. When you have a mortgage, it's fixed. But there are some other things that are, that are variable with owning a home, right? So that you know, there are pros to cons from both. What I what I want to get you to do, even you know, even after this episode, I want you to get you to start thinking that there's more than there's more than a uh, there's so many different ways to go about a process, right? The key is to do uh, extensive research and to understand where you are financially. That's the key. That's the, that's really the key to to really making sure that you're making sound financial decisions is to know where you're at financially and know what lifestyle that you want. So that you can make the best decision for you and your family, for you and yourself, whatever the case may be, right? It's, it, you need to really make an informed decision based on the things that you want. You can't take some of the uh, some of the things that you hear at face value and just think that okay, a one one size cookie, you know, one one size fits all. I'm just gonna take that advice and run with it because. A lot of people have told me, hey, getting a home is an investment. Hey, you need to get a home. You need to get a home. You need to get a home. If you are not ready to buy a house, do not rush into that process because you are going to be in a world of hurt if you purchase a home and you are not ready. Okay? So, buying a home is not an investment. It is a purchase. Now, switching from that mindset to know that you can then make an informed decision. You can then make a decision that is smart for your financial future. Okay? So, that's the second uh, misconception. Number three. Now, number three is a is a huge one. It's something that I've even been, been a victim of, right? If I get more, once I get more money, then I'll be able to budget and then I'll be able to have better financial habits, right? Now, when I was in college, broke <laughs> broke is a joke, right? I subscribed to this mindset. Listen, I knew I needed to budget. I knew I needed to save. But I felt that until I had a steady stream of income from a nine to five, there's no need to budget now. Why would I need to budget now when I don't have, like, what is my income? Oh, I'm, buying, I'm getting money from my mother? That's the income I'm getting. Okay, let me go put that in the income column. What are my expenses? Uh, food, right? That's what I was thinking while I was in college. Because I because I was I was making very little and spending, you know, not that much. I didn't think I needed a budget. I didn't think there was there was any habits to adopt. Why? I wasn't making that much money. That is wrong. I even and even I even thought even when I got my nine to five, right? Even when I got my nine to five, I still thought, I mean, well, I'm not making enough. I'm not making that much money to really need a budget. I mean, and I'm not making that much money to really have to really uh, need better habits. I mean, you know, I'm only making this much money. I can only save so much. So it's like, what's the point? What's the point of really taking the time to really? You know, really, really sit down and do a budget. What's the point of taking the time to really sit down and and uh, try to better my 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 spending habits? What's the point? I'm not making that much to begin with. When I start making more money, that's when I'll be able to okay, you know, really allocate my assets, allocate my 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 uh 
my my income the way that I need to be allocated, right? That is wrong, wrong, wrong. If you cannot save ten cent to your dollar, how can you expect to save a hundred dollars from a thousand? How can you expect to save five thousand from fifty thousand? Okay, if you cannot be faithful with little, then you won't be faithful with a lot. It's all about habits. Right. That's why you always see athletes. Again, we bring this. This is the the common example that we all know about athletes going broke. Right. We all know about that. We all heard the stories. We all seen that 30 for 30 documentary. Right. Athletes going broke. All because of the habit that they had. They never been taught to save with the little that they have. So that when they have, when they get the big sums of money, they didn't know what to do with it. And they squandered it just like they squandered the dollar that they had when they were younger. The small thing that they had. Right? It goes with everything. If you if you if you if you are are willing, if you are willing to, to set the habits up when you don't have that much. Right? It's the same with exercising. If you're willing to set the habits now. To really wake up in the morning and go to the gym, right? When you when you have small muscle, when you're not that strong, where you can only do two pull-ups, right? How can you expect to have strong habits? Or even how can you expect to even get to the point of when you're strong and muscular and able to do more than 10 pull-ups? How can you expect to, to get to that point? And how can you expect to have to have it all figured out then? Right? Same thing with money. You can't expect to have everything figured out. You can't expect to have to know what to do with big sums of money if you cannot handle the small things that you have now. So, you know, don't don't ever think that it's too early to budget for my people who are who are in uh who are still in college, my people who don't feel like, you know, who are feeling like they, they make enough, right? Now I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that um you, you know, making more money doesn't afford you a lot more things. Sure, it does. I, and we all understand that. We all know that if you make more money, you have a lot more freedom to do more things. What I'm saying to you is that you don't have to wait till that point comes to really start to build those habits. And if you don't, if you don't wait till that point, if you do wait till that point comes, you are likely to squander. You know, you are likely to squander those riches when you make it. Okay, we've seen it time and time again. So you want to develop the habits. Sometimes when you not, I'm not going to say when you don't need it, but when the stakes are lower, you want to develop those habits when the stakes are lower, so that when the stakes are high, you, it's just smooth sailing from there, right? So that's so those are like the three misconceptions. You know, the three money misconceptions that are, that are leading you down the road to brokenness. Let's review. Number one, if my credit score is good, my finances are popping. Number two, a house is an investment. And number three, if I get more money, once I get more money, that's when I'll be able to create a budget. And that's when I'll be able to have better financial habits all right so those are the three misconceptions right there i hope that you guys can take uh some of the jewels from this episode and really um you know start to 
you know, start to change your mindset. Again, these episodes are, are the, 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 the goal is to really start to change your mindset about money. It's to really start thinking differently about it, right? So you could start to have positive, um, you know, positive um, outlooks on money, right? So if you if you if you have any other misconception that you thought, any other uh, myths that you thought about money, email it to me. Let's let's talk about it. You know, if there's some belief that you feel about money, let's talk about those things. You can email me. At Sammy at dominate your dollar dominate dot com. You can also find me on Twitter at DYD Podcast, or you can find me, you can you can tweet me at my personal handle handle at GQ Status underscore. On Twitter, you can find me on Instagram as well. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about this episode. Right. Let me and also please again please share this episode if you really like it. And I will see you guys next week. I appreciate you guys listening.